Hey, Kevin. Hey, Bob. How's your day today? Thanks for asking, Bob. It's pretty good. I've uh, been learning a little little React. Um, I would like to think it's more advanced stuff. It's called uh, React Hooks. It's basically one of those mechanisms where you change one variable and it propagates and it updates all kinds of things, blinks lights, and makes your breakfast. It's really cool. So that's what I learned today. Now I'm more confused than when I thought I was going to be. <laughs> what what do you mean be? by that? Um, which part? Breakfast or blinking yeah, lights? Yeah, blink some lights and change one variable and it cascades into a bunch of things. Well, I imagine you've done some Angular work before, right? We'll say ish, sure. And I guess people who aren't programmers, these are like jargon for libraries of code we're using. I, I assume I assume everyone who listens to us has you know some sort of programming background, but I'm I'm sure we're wrong there. Um, yeah. So anyway, fuck. I barely have a recording background, so I mean, uh, coding background. Yeah, programming, <laughs> recording. So sorry, so, I got a lot going on. <laughs> um, we have jQuery or had have you know pick your tense depending on your current state. Um, and still that, a fan. <laughs> yeah, so that's more of a direct manipulation of the DOM or the document object model, right? And that's yes. pretty straightforward. And that came first, right? Or second, I guess, right after Vanilla JS. Then we had um, jQuery, and jQuery was a game friggin' changer. And then um, next evolution was Angular JS, and um, the the main difference there is is rather than tell the DOM, hey, go go do this thing. Um, you just change your data and the markup, if you will, the component, the HTML, it, it reacts to to that and it just updates, right? So all you got to do is change the variable and the value and, and then it works. When We have words like scope and, and directives right. and things like that. So um, notice I did use the word react on purpose because there's a framework from Facebook. Um, that's the only bad thing about react. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that. It's it's a very similar thing, except it's kind of a next evolution of what Angular did, and it has something called JSX. Couldn't tell you what it means. Maybe it doesn't mean anything, but JSX is basically like a, a, a derivative of blending HTML and JavaScript as one, forming a pseudo language that then gets compiled um, automatically into regular JavaScript. So there you go. Um, so React Hooks is just yet another another evolution of, yeah, you just change this variable value and it just, everything works. So it's kind so, of like propagation. So does the hook work more like Angular does than React does? No. Yes, that's where I'm confused. No, um, it's just a different, it, think of it as syntactic sugar at this point. So you'd have to know like some very, intimate details of react i'm assuming you haven't used react and then it's Not just yet. kind of a a way to get rid of a lot of boilerplate code and simplifies things so i was i was let in on the secret today it's not really a secret you can google it uh and uh but somebody held my hand it was uh somebody i work with and that was very uh nice of him i've, I've been taking over more and more front end duties lately because i've in the last couple of years i've kind of 
I don't want to say faded because it almost sounds like I'm like losing relevance, but I've gravitated towards back end more. You became more specialized. I did. And um, man, the, the project I've been working on for the last actually two plus years nonstop is definitely. It's called, my, he- it's called Hello World, right? <laughs> it is not called Hello World. <laughs> it's it's definitely my feather in my cap project. I, I really can't, you know talk much about it but it you know does e-commerce and um you know the everything you can think of and uh it's all built from ingredients instead of like a a cms or anything like that uh it's it's more closer to the metal anyway been learning um the front end because i espouse uh the virtue of having your back end and your front end completely decoupled like literally you could be like okay yeah the the back end sucks. Let's just bring in a new one. And then there's, there's, and they're in separate repos. They don't even know they exist. And the front end, because, oh, the front end stinks. You know, bring another one in here, you know, and it, it should just work. So we build the APIs to. I was not- going to say, you use a lot of endpoints with React and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So a lot of Ajax, a lot of, you know, call and endpoint. Um, a lot of people combine it with GraphQL, which I'm not a big fan of, but. You know, maybe it's just a ignorance thing, but I, I'm a restful API kind of person. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but I think one of the arguments behind the graph QL versus like restful is you're either getting everything with a bunch of stuff you don't need or the argument I think for graph is you can get very specific of what data sets you get back. Yeah. Is that uh, a true or false statement? Well, the truth is somewhere in between. So... <laughs> In the beginning, there was something called SOAP. Are you familiar with SOAP? Yes. So SOAP basically is an XML wrapper, also known as an envelope. And you basically have an, an endpoint that is the catch-all. Even though there's different endpoints in the code, it, you really have one endpoint that, and then the, the routing of the request, I think, is all internal with, with say, WCF and, and SOAP. Anyway, so GraphQL is a bit like... SOAP in the way that there's one endpoint, you just say, hey, give me X, give me Y, give me Z. And then it says, all right, there's X, Y, and Z. So, so far, that sounds great, actually, Uh, except for there's some nuances on how the verbs are used, like get, put, post, delete, those uh, HTTP verbs. Um, REST leverages them, and there's kind of specific rules around them. the other thing is, is like computed values. If you say, hey, I need X, Y, and Z, but can you add them for me? It's really hard to articulate that through, say, a GraphQL. You have right. to, it's a maybe, separate step. Right. Maybe you have to get X, Y, and Z and do the, the math yourself. Well, one of my issues with that is, is all the business logic, humbly, in my mind, be, be, uh, belongs on the back end. If you want the numbers to, if, if you're, calculating compound interest plus whatever plus whatever there should be probably one place for that we shouldn't be like well there's all the things good luck hope you figure it out well right so that becomes tool for the job kind of thing yeah like graphql would not be uh the choice if you you know if you have all your business logic separated from that you just want one call to get the answer so then you have an endpoint that says get me the sum and it might get X, Y, and Z and return for you the sum instead of GraphQL where you have to get X, Y, and Z independently, run them through a function, 
on the front end, basically, to get your sum. Yes. And let's say the back end has to make the same calculation in the front end. So now you run the risk of having business logic in two places. And you updated one and not the other, et cetera, et cetera. Now, this is a question I didn't think I was going to ask on today's episode at all. For so far, seven minutes in, we're not <laughs> on the path I thought we were going on. Um, so in your expert opinion, because I don't really think I have one here, um, do you feel that there's becoming a blurring of lines between front end and back end because of things like rest? Not because of I mean, rest. not rest. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sorry, React Graphql. is what I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. So in the beginning, we had um, HTML, and it, can't, it basically was rendered on the server, meaning any variables that needed to be put in a place were turned from a variable into a value, string, or you know, integer or number, and then transmitted to the browser. So the, in the early days, the browser was very dumb, like super dumb. It was a very thin client, as we say. And that's not like being rude. We call it uh, <clears throat> thin clients. Can, sometimes they're called dumb clients. So and then are we there, had... Are there thick clients? Yes, there are. And that's what React is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Angular. So uh, so we, we then had something called ECMA script, which is really JavaScript. And then uh, Microsoft's like, ah, I'll outdo that. Let's have our own version of JavaScript called JS script or something or VB script. And anyway, it just started getting weird. And then oh, Microsoft, then Java, Sun Microsystem were like, ah, yeah, we're getting in on this. What if we put Java in the browser and you download this thing called Applet, you know, and I think we then all heard of Flash, Silverlight. Et cetera, I hated et cetera. all those days. Now that I look back, so in the beginning, especially it was, the applet days, oof. yeah, it was very thin. And then we've had numerous attempts to to move logic from the back end to run right in your browser, thick client, if you will. And so we've we've so had thick with two C's, as the kids say. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> that's probably some got some urban legend meaning that I'm unaware of. So I'm just gonna keep moving on in case it's like really silly. <laughs> so. Um, I've seen it, but I don't know what it means. Um, so we, we've had some wins and losses when it comes to, uh, thick clients. If you ask me, um, I'm trying to think of all the wins right now. Um, most of them all failed. Let's just start with the failures. Uh, flash has failed. Java applets have failed. Silverlight's failed. ActiveX has failed. Wait, let's define failed because I can get on board and say Silverlight definitely failed but flash still exists flat flash was the one that came to mind did it fail or did it not well when apple bans it i gotta that's where i find the conundrum right true but it had a really long lifetime it did so it, maybe you just say it's it died let's go with a green yellow red let's go ahead and give flash the yellow uh java applets the red active x red silverlight red and some of the newer ones, I would say we put in the green. Uh, AngularJS, Vue.js, and React are the three that I'm going to put out there. So I don't know where to put like Ember, uh, what is it, Backbone? I um, think Ember and Backbone are reds, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's somebody out there going, yelling at the mic, what are you talking about? It's awesome. 
We got a Dude, bunch are of running. Still using it? I have no idea. I and knockout. Jay. I don't know. I've never used all of them. You just can't use them all, right? It's right. Not like Many a Pokemon. I don't J- want to collect them all. <laughs> right. Many flavors of JS that have emerged in the last decade have yeah. not had tons of like. Does anybody still use Moo Tools? Yeah. So. No. Uh, Telerix got stuff, right? They've got the, what is it, Kendo UI and stuff like that. Is that still alive? You know what? I know some diehard Telerik people, and I'm sure they're yelling at their their uh, Alexa right now, and she's like, did you mean Kendo Karate or something? No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, hey, if you're still using these ancient frameworks or thick clients, as Kevin refers to them, uh, give us a shout on the tweeters. So um, I, I would definitely say React is, is winning. Um, I've never used Vue. I've hear, heard a lot of good things about it. Angular, though, I think started... Angular 1 was in the green. And now I think... And this is just total bias on my part. I'll go ahead and call it out. I think they're now in the yellow. Because whatever happened to Angular? It's like, yeah, they had like version 2. And then they like had version 4 like three weeks later. Then version 6 like in... I think it's like up to version 25 or something ridiculous like that. And, you know, people will be quick to point out, oh, well, it's just a number. You shouldn't you shouldn't wrap your, you know, head around that. And, you know, or you should wrap your however, head. However, however. It's just really hard to talk about. Hey, Angular, which version? Um, 24? Okay. Well, one to two. One to two, you, they weren't even compatible, right? I, I think, you know, you could hack your way around and, like, shim it all, you know, and duct tape and bubble gum it. But you didn't want right. to, right? No. <laughs> Anyway, so So we have some that are still in the green, but not many. Yeah. And so you actually did ask a question, I think. Uh, Do I think that they are blurring that line? Well, I think it's always going to be the case, but I have like rules of engagement, if you will. Business law, the UI should UI. It should be the user interface. It should not, in my humble opinion, be an application where it's performing lots of business logic where it's doing a lot. That's just my personal manifesto. I think it just is a, the UI for me is a means to interact with the backend. Send it commands or send it queries. That's your two jobs. Yeah. It's All a day. simple paint job. For me, it's just an interface between a human and the server. <laughs> That's what my UI, it, you know, I hate to, hate to trivialize, you know, the front enders because I was just looking at you know, just where we've come with front end. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that's where the, the trap is. It's not really trivializing, trivializing it. It's making it highly specialized. And I think because of that high special, I mean, it's performing one, for the most part, a single solitary task. And I think it's important that that task be done well. So oh, yeah. I don't think it's trivializing it. I think it's just limiting its scope and scale. Well, and then, you know, if we rewind the Wayback Machine a little bit, when we were running jQuery exclusively, I think being able to call yourself a full stack programmer was much easier to do because it was a lot less cognitive load. It was like, look, um, I'm pitching and catching here and I'm grabbing, making a drop down and doing some, you know, basic stuff here. Not hard. But now, oof, the user interfaces are complex and for good reason. But you're right. Um, I well, at least I want to make the Should statement be complex in their simplicity. To be fair, well, I and that's where I sometimes like React, or most of the time like React. And other times I'm just staring at the screen, going, 
oh my god i just want to do this thing it's got to be simple what am i not thinking you know and then you just gotta you just gotta like go do something else and you come back like oh yeah we gotta do this like that you know and it works um but there's just it's really hard to be a full stack developer Mm -hmm. when you have such complexity on the front end and the back end i don't want to call myself a full stacker anymore I, i really like being just back end, but I've been doing a lot of front end lately. I mean, I guess I could say, yeah, I'm full stack because I've been doing this and doing that. I do the API and I do this, but I'm really just um, Robin to a Batman right now. Batman's running the show and I'm just happy being Robin on the front end, but I'm freaking uh, Batman when it comes to the back end, you know? Right. You can provide cover, Yep. but you're not going to be lead gunner. That's and that's totally, totally okay with me. Yeah. I don't need all the glory. I'll take I'll take the glory in my little part of the universe and somebody else can have it in their part. <laughs> so yeah. All right. We we actually yeah. gathered here today for something else, <laughs> didn't we? We had a whole different topic to cover. So yeah, I think we could probably get onto that now, can't we? You are listening to the Bob and Kevin Show with Bob Beatty Bar and Kevin Gisheski. Each week, we cover relevant tech and social issues related to technology. Our website is bobandkevin.show. And our episodes can be found virtually on any podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Bob and Kevin Show. Service. Oh, that's, <laughs> I know this is right. super excited right now. <laughs> Everyone just sighed. What? Actually, I doubt it because you probably clicked on a something that made you think that you, well, you already knew this was about terms of service if you clicked on it, right? Yep. See, this is like Inception I, right here. I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I did. All right. Um, so, so where do we start this conversation? Uh, you know, I'm just going to jump right in. So I was... Uh, I was actually we were alerted to kind of a fun little meme or picture, if you will, on the Bob and so Kevin show piece of, handle. Piece of art, right? Yeah, and it was basically if you printed out in terms of service, how how much real estate would that actually take up, or how long would it take you to read? Kind of those two things, and like the Microsoft one, you could read Hamlet in about the same time as the Microsoft <laughs> terms of service. So I giggled <laughs> at that one, but I thought, man, this is kind of an interesting thing. And um, so, yeah, let's start there. Did, did you uh, re- see that actual tweet? I think you did, right? That came through. Tweet from Pete at the show? Yes. Yes. And so I found a couple other, I think you helped me find a couple other um, references to art installations that were similar along those lines and just different visual representations comparing and contrasting uh, different terms of services, the lengths and, you know, they were nicely color coded based on what corporate entity they came from. And then you, I think, shared uh, TOSDR.org, right? Yes. Terms of service didn't read. And I wish I could take credit for finding that, but 
coworker, the one who was showing me some uh, React ropes today. He was the one that actually, he's like, oh, have you seen this before? I'm like, uh? <laughs> so, oh, you said it became an office discussion, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, had, we have a Slack channel for basically it's water cooler talk for remote people, which is everyone right now. Well, um, everyone in COVID land. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was like, oh, this is interesting. And so uh, if I can try to explain what terms of service didn't read is, is well, it's it's playing on the fact that nobody reads terms of service. You know, when you install that new game or that new app, you're like, oh, I'm presented here and I got to click the box and hit OK, I understand or whatever. Or I go to a website and when I sign up for my new YouTube account, I'm like, yeah, click the box. I just want to upload my video. I don't want to read this, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, it's the... So the, this is the TLDR of terms of service, right? That's right. And for the, the people who aren't as hip as Bob and I, that means too long, didn't read. Um, I feel like I was one of the last people on earth to understand that that's what TLDR meant. You know, there's probably new ones that both of us don't even know now. Yeah, because it's probably something even shorter than that. Anyway. So the, on this website, the first thing I notice is download browser add-on. Question. Have you downloaded this browser add-on? Answer, I have. Okay, tell me a little bit about it, because I have not. All right, I've downloaded it. <laughs> That's all I've done. What does it do? I believe, um, I, well, let me go to, I have it. Let me go to YouTube here and see what I mean, it my does. guess would tell me it would give you a class rating in a little kind of like widget when you go to one of those sites. So I click on, I'm on YouTube. I I click on it, and basically it's, it redirects you to the site. That's the TLDR of, site. Or, yeah. Sorry, TOSDR. Yes. Oh, that's that, a pointless add on. It's a little underwhelming right now. So. Give that a half star so far. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not so good. All right, let's let's talk about what the website or the service is doing. So, long story short, if if that's even possible, of all the big boys and girl websites out there. They basically read the terms of service and applied in either an A, B, C, D, or E, or not yet rated to each of the big boys. So, for instance... See, see I have a question on not yet rated. Let's stick a pin in that one for a second. Or unless okay. you want to jump right to that. So, for instance... No, no, no. We'll, 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 uh, we'll just keep going here. So, okay. uh, Google got a class C. Amazon got a class C. Twitter got a class D. Stack Overflow actually has got the worst rating right now. It's uh, a class E, which is kind of funny. E is the lowest, right? That yeah, that's red. So yes, but you want there's a nice little reference chart to tell you what the ratings kind of they go from A to E. E is the worst. A yeah, is the and A is good and it's green, and E is is the worst. Uh, B is pretty good. Um, it's you know it's kind of like kind of like grades. I should just only, like class F. I think I've only seen. 1A on here. Yeah, that's something I never heard of. I've, I've Duck, duck, go. Wait. What's what? the other A that you saw? Uh, I'm looking here. I'm looking here. I'm looking here. Buying time. Buying time. Great radio. Control F. Control F. Enter. Enter. <laughs> ah, it's not coming up. Oh, here. Collab now. Whatever the heck that is. Collab now? Collab. Yeah. Sounds like a like getting your colon cleaned or something. I don't know. What is I, or, that? Col or, colla or collaboration with software. A, but with a K. Uh, Seen This has an A. Oh, wow. Campus so Innovations. Scroll far enough. 
I'm using control F here. FWG1240, whatever that is. Um, Where's Duck, well, Duck? Oh, Windows Logic Productions. Oh, <laughs> Duck. <laughs> okay, and DuckDuckGo. Yeah, I see it there. So let's, can, can we stop on DuckDuckGo for a second? Is this like DuckDuckGoose, but DuckDuckGo? No, DuckDuckGo is a search engine. No, I know what DuckDuckGo is, but you said, can we stop on DuckDuck? Anyway, oh. sorry. <laughs> wow. Moving, wow, keep wow, moving. Wow. Keep moving. Anyway, so when I was scrolling down the list, I stopped on DuckDuckGo because it was the first one I noticed with a class A rating. And I took note of that. And then I saw that there's a link to the terms of service didn't read blog, right? So I yep. go to the blog and I see that there's lots of reference to DuckDuckGo. So apparently this is a partnership with DuckDuckGo about bringing terms of service transparency to the web. Yeah, they're one of the sponsors. Yeah. So I took that with a little bit of a grain of salt and also kind of tingled my spidey sense a little bit. I thought the same thing because there's another um, sponsor called app.net or something. And I was like, what is app.net? But apparently you can buy like a TikTok clone for $50,000 on app.net. So I'm like, oh, this sounds sketchy already. So there there are those two things that are kind of like, yeah, hmm. Um, I, I, did you find out anything else that you thought was like interestingly, like just interesting about the list and the ratings and some yes, of the stuff? Yes, several things. Um, so first thing is Facebook. You want to guess what its rating is? It's got no class yet, right? Which is bullshit. I mean, how well, much do you need to know about them? Well, it's so funny because um, I that was one of my first things too, is that especially if you look at, so like there's all kinds of different categories that they have for each one of these. Right. Um, you know, like your identity is used in ads that are shown to other users. Like that's a big red X. So that would be like an E rating, you know, just based on that one alone. And then they have a bunch of different thumbs downs ratings for a bunch of different things as well. And they say there's no class yet, but it seems like a pretty cut and dry case. When you look at some of the ones that have a C or a B even, they have some orange thumbs down and they've got a rating. I mean, it seems like can Facebook I, should totally be enough. Can right? I read this one? So they, they do put a lot of stuff on there and they have a LinkedIn discussion, but let me just read this part of the terms of service out of Facebook. If you're logged out or don't have a Facebook account and visit a website with the like button or other social plugin, we do receive web page you're visiting, the date, the time, the other browser-related information. We record this information for a limited amount of time. We sometimes find bugs in the systems we built. Blah, blah, blah. It's helpful to reference this. Bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> you're surveilling me. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the right below that. Oh, I guess that's also the service tracks you on other websites. There's a bunch of those in that category. Yeah. Service uh, may use a tracking pixel. I liked service this one here. Deleted content is not really deleted. <laughs> in addition, content you may continue or you delete may continue to appear if you share it with others and they have not deleted it. There is no such thing as deleting on the internet, is there, Bob? No, everything's permanent. Um, or this one. Facebook gives personal data to or personal details to third parties by default. By default. <laughs> what yes. the hell? <laughs> But yet, there's not enough information to give this a class rating yet. All right. So, so what, why do you think that? Why do you think that is? Well, so 
if did you read the about like the or the you know about the service and whatnot so um i did not i'm hanging out on this site because i don't like to read <laughs> so uh <laughs> so basically they're they're trying to be more transparent and it's run by what the self-described hacktivists and basically people who would probably listen to this show um you know, or people who would have a podcast just like this. So I get the idea that they're like trying to be transparent about, Hey, there's some things out here that are not good for you. Um, I did find interesting that they appear to be hosted by what's called unhosted.org. Have you seen unhosted.org? That feels like something intentionally designed to reduce transparency to me. Well, if, if you go to their site, basically it, it appears to me it's um, a client side only. So totally appropriate to what we open the show with here. Oh, it's serverless. It's so well, it loads into the browser and after it loads in a browser, it sends nothing to a server. It is a completely static website. So there, so it's not like you can click a button and it sends it to the server for processing. There's no Ajax requests. So, so I thought that was kind of interesting that these sorts of hosting providers uh, exist. There actually is no back end. All it is is download the HTML and it's client side only. So um, found that to be interesting. Um, you did call out the other day um, about something CNN had. It's you sign away your moral rights. Did you? Well, you yeah, but I saw it on this site too. There's a there's a ding on one of these. And I thought it was on a service that we would all know. Well, we all know CNN. And I'm like, well, you asked the question, well, what does it mean to sign away your moral oh, rights? It was CNN on this site, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. And I was like, you know, I don't know what that means. And if you click on... Um, the more the, details? One of these links, it tells you that MySpace has it, PlayStation has something like this, Vimeo has something like this. Long story short, uh, I believe... Um, here, let's, let's read this one. Etsy, you agree to not assert any moral rights or rights of publicity against us for using your content. So I don't know if that means you can't shame them or, you know, is, is that what we're talking about here? No, I think it means like if they use something that is content that you provided probably for the purpose of quote unquote news, you have no moral rights to that content like Pornhub here says you waive the to the full extent permitted by law any and all claims against us related to moral rights in the content well I could see a lot of morality oh, in there <laughs> oh, oh, oh wait so then maybe that's what it is if you see something that's offensive on CNN.com offensive to you you can't sue them because of your moral rights ah, well, that sounds good speaking well, of it's interesting that you tied it to the Pornhub having the same thing because that actually made the connection for me. Well, that's my next one. Let's read, you know, Pornhub currently does not have a class, but if you read what they have, they've only got two down, you know, down arrows and the rest are neutrals. The two down arrows are blocking cookies may limit your ability for the service and the service may use tracking pixels, web beacons, browser fingerprinting and device fingerprinting on users. What does that last part mean, Bob? They use that to try to figure out if you're using the service on multiple devices, correct? To me, it means, Bob, we know you're here. <laughs> cool. we, 
Yeah, yeah. but I think it's for cross-browser or cross-device tracking yeah. more than anything. Because the, the fingerprinting is, is your device squawks a certain unique signature, just like your browser does. And we can use that to triangulate against a known good, you know, when you log into a service, your fingerprint's right there too. So they can correlate you and your fingerprint right there. Then all they need at this point is your fingerprint of your browser or your device. And they know, you know, they, they know who you are. So what other fun services are on here? Uh, any, any catch your eye so far? I just kind of was looking at the the main ones that I think are, you know, just super prolific and popular, you know, like your LinkedIn's, your Netflix's. I mean, they're all like pretty up top on the list here. And it's funny how, and this is where, again, my spider sense kind of tingles a little bit that most of these big brand name popular destinations have no class yet. It's almost like like you have to agree to be given a class or... They don't want to piss people off or something it, along. It those feels lines. a little bit how I feel the Better Business Bureau runs. As long as you support them financially, they'll right, give like you a pay to play. A plus right. rating. And so I, I don't know well, the underneath of all this. They actually have a transparent list of donors on here. I don't know if you've made it to that list either. I did not. So the you know they do have some sponsors. They do show dollar amounts for some of them. They do have some anonymous sponsors and whatnot. Um, here, I'll, I'll send you the but, link. But I just don't understand why they go to the trouble to give Stack Overflow a class E. But and then not none Facebook. Of the, none of the big boys, like, why don't they well, even... Well, Twitter got one, YouTube got one, Google, Amazon. So those are the big, you know, those are definitely big. Yeah, but like Bing, nothing. eBay, nothing. Oh, eBay. Ugh, don't get started. <laughs> Tumblr, <laughs> Apple, Apple, nothing. You know, it's like Apple. Wait, what isn't one of their things about like privacy is their, you know, their product is privacy or something like that? Yes. And it's got thumbs down, service may collect user share location data, thumbs down, terms may be changed. This is the one that you and I have talked about ad nauseum. Yes. Terms and conditions may be changed at any time at their discretion without notice to the user. Which, which is, means terms and conditions are pointless. Yeah, because we can just <laughs> say, oh, what's that? You got a problem with that? Oh, Hey, hey, Phil, go change the terms. Hey, oh, it's not a problem anymore. It's in our terms. <laughs> Can't do that. We can do whatever we want. Um, I really, yeah. Um, and like if we if we look at the YouTube ones, they it really kind of uh, mirrors some of our episodes. Um, but basically, YouTube's like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. Um, they can remove your content at any time without prior notice. They can delete videos but actually not delete them. <laughs> um, they do not guarantee accuracy or reliability of information provided. You don't say. You think there's a crazy conspiracy videos on there? I don't think so. Yeah. Did you notice how so many of the news outlets have so many negative attributes? Well, my my local news that I, that I go to um, website has I kid you not probably 30 trackers on there and 30 you know just they must be hurting for money so bad that oh they, yeah no it's all about the shitty advertising oh my lord so I'm gonna look at the Fox News ones here because I haven't looked at that one I looked at the CNN one here um oh a lot of them say this this service ignores the do not track header and tracks users anyways <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh that's right the old honor system on the internet yes that'll totally work huh. 
how is that not illegal? Um, I think it may be in like Europe, but here in America, it's like well, the, of course, right? It's like the Wild West Gold Rush of data has has ended and has no end in sight, right? It's the oil rush. It's the oil. Uh, the, the data gold rush. rush. Yes. Um. So let's see what else, Fox. Apple iCloud. They can delete any of your data files, music, messages, etc., at any time without notice. Thanks, Thanks. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for buying that really expensive MacBook or whatever, but we just deleted everything off your cloud account. A lot of them say um, they may collect your device fingerprint again back to they don't need to know who you are specifically. All they need is your fingerprint, and then there's a massive database at Facebook right. and Google that says, oh, this fingerprint, that's Bob. This fingerprint right here, that's Bob's wife. This fingerprint right here, that's Kevin. You know, let's not let's not fool ourselves. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Pornhub's here. like, wow, it just appears this device is only used here. What is up with that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the can, the funny thing we is, can track is that device is being used no other places. <laughs> I, I feel like like Pornhub's got like a pretty good one, pretty good terms of service, you know. And you would think it would be like Slimeball, right? Compa- but nope. this, they're the standard for so much stuff. They're standard for analytics. They're standard for like. Uh, not social engineering, but kind of like social, like monitoring. I've told, we've mentioned this before, like when the score got out of hand in a Super Bowl or something, Pornhub viewership spiked beyond belief. And <laughs> I saw here on, analytics. Saw here on Airbnb, you cannot delete your account. Um, and that kind of caught my attention here because I'm like, wait a second. I know the GDPR, you know, you have to be able to basically delete your data so i'm curious if well, i think you could delete your data has maybe. different policies well huh. my account is my data isn't it i don't know i just think of it as a database like it's flagged for delete but it's not really deleted you know it just could be your main user id who knows uh, to be fair just hiding data when somebody wants to delete it is very common, I think, in apps because if you change your mind, you recycle bin, or you know, for audit yeah. audit trail purposes, um, you know, I, I kind of understand that. But if somebody's like, no, 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 really delete it, you'd think there's got to be a way, but there's not always. Looks like WordPress has the a decent Patreon. one here. Really? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I guess they have a green. They have a green thumb. Um, yeah, but Patreon, um, I was pretty surprised with you waive your weight, you waive your rights to a class action suit. Oh, I see a lot of those. I see a, a lot of, or or they force you into arbitration. Um, freaking, uh, <laughs> let me go to Stack CYA. Overflow. Oh yeah, um, where is that? Gosh, there's so many Stack on this Overflow list. Is you should up check near it the out. Top. Stack Overflow is up near the top, and they're the devil, apparently. <laughs> All right, let's see what makes them the devil. I'll try to read these as quick as possible. The service allows tracking via third-party cookies. Yeah, no shit. Uh, you agree to defend, indemnify, and hold the service harmless in case of claims related to you using your service. Class action waiver. Um, they use tracking pixels, fingerprinting, um, the court of law. What's a web beacon, just for reference? I don't really know what a web beacon is. As far as I know, it's just some, you know, just a way of tracking. But yeah, maybe there's maybe there's a nuance to it. Um, 
the service forces user in arbitration. You waive your rights to class action. I mean, honestly, I go there and copy paste code. <laughs> you know, I don't even necessarily have to sign in for any of that. So I'm curious, you know, do I agree to these terms of service when I hit control C? I'm just asking for a friend. Uh, many third parties are involved in operating service. Blocking cookies may be bad for you. Um, they may sell. I've seen this one a lot too. The service may sell or otherwise transfer your personal data as part of the bankruptcy proceeding or other type of financial transaction. Basically, it sounds like they can sell your shit. So do you think, wow, that's something I've never really thought of. So companies declare bankruptcy all the time and reorganize financially. Yep. Due to, through that process. Somebody else can buy sell, your data. Yeah. They could sell data and it'd be totally legal. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to uh, the data dystopia. <laughs> um, they may stop providing service at any time. Well, that, that shouldn't be a thumbs down. I mean, if they go out of business, <laughs> but um, the service uses personal data for advertising. So I, I've seen that where it's like, hey, jobs, because they do a lot of Stack Overflow jobs and whatnot. Um, uh, third party targeting. Uh, da, 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 da. The service retains rights to your content even after you stop using your account. So I've seen this one too. So basically, you know, on a forum post like Stack Overflow, they're not going to delete all of your stuff. Funny thing is, is I GDPR'd myself out of a <laughs> European website and they deleted all my posts. Or actually, they did not delete my posts. They deleted my account, but now it basically doesn't have my name on any of my posts anymore. I don't know if Wait, that's by so design. It's like, the, it's like the, the bad Twitter egg for your posts. It's yes. just like from anonymous. And yeah. And for a little bit after that, I, I, people were asking me, you know, did you write this? I'm like, I don't know. What are you talking about? They sent me a link. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did write that. And it doesn't have my name anymore. <laughs> like, Wait, oh, do weird. I know this website too? Oh yeah, totally do. Oh shit. Now I'm going to have to go check that out. <laughs> yeah. You're, yeah, totally. Um, let's see. Look oh, at all they this do have awesome a knowledge dropped by this anonymous user. <laughs> <laughs> they do have a green thumbs up at Stack Overflow. You can opt out of promotional communication, but that's their only thumbs up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, DuckDuckGo. So what makes them so great? So just full disclosure, I have started using DuckDuckGo uh, in, when I switched over to Brave. DuckDuckGo, I'm sorry, DuckDuckGo, you're just not as good at certain things. Like if I want to find something in the shopping section of Google, I will, I already know what I'm getting over there. But if I try to like find, you know, if I type in something, I need a whatever, whatever, and you click on the shopping tab of DuckDuckGo, it's just not as good as Google. But for generic searches, I'm still using DuckDuckGo. Do you think that that is so with DuckDuckGo because they're not getting any juice from those products? Um, I don't know. I think DuckDuckGo is definitely one of those, um, you know, white knight type organizations. So possibly, you know, um, DuckDuck, I think Google actually owned the domain for DuckDuckGo or like Duck.com or something. They held it hostage. Did you, you ever know that? No. <laughs> yeah. So I think Google had it for years and they finally gave it up to DuckDuckGo. Let's see if I go to Duck.com, see if that works. Yep. Duck.com now takes you to DuckDuckGo. So Duck Google Duck for Duck. years actually sat on that domain, dicks. Oh. <laughs> so they squat. How how can Google squat or squat on a domain? And like, you know, the WWF, they had to like change their whole company name because of the World Wildlife find 
foundation sued him and they had to change it to right. WWE. WWE, I remember that. Yes. I'm Get a little excited. <laughs> I'm a little excited to see that LastPass at least has a B. <laughs> yeah, I use LastPass and I was I was actually paying definite attention to that kind of stuff. Um because I didn't want it to say, well, you know what? Once you give us your passwords, they're ours and we can sell them. Whoa, 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 Time out, time out. You know, that's that's the kind of stuff I was looking for there. Dude, if you forget your master password, you pretty much have to start over. So I'm pretty sure those things are encrypted to the hilt. Um, I'm I'm still like if if I'm bad guy, I don't rob I don't rob the local bank branch. I'm gonna go for Fort Knox, man. And that's the way I look at like I don't wanna hack your account. I'm gonna hack one pass or one password or last pass, right? I want them all. <laughs> have they have not had a breach, have they? No. No, I, wait, I think LastPass has. I don't know. Ooh, got some sirens going on. Hopefully they don't pick up. Oh. Yeah, there was a LastPass breach. Oh, maybe the FBI is moving in on you. You know, that rogue podcast thing you're doing. Finally <laughs> catching up with you. <laughs> no, it's just very interesting. For a shutdown city, uh, Boulder still has a lot of sirens happening. So you did find a breach for LastPass? This is disconcerting. Many LastPass users found out on social media or on news sites earlier this week that LastPass experienced a significant security breach. While the password vaults that contain users' passwords are not believed to have been compromised, cyber attackers gained access to users' email addresses, password reminder questions, server per user salt, and hashed master passwords. Uh, When was this? Yeah. Guess it could have been worse. Well, I mean, I guess everything is still hashed and salted but so i'm looking at the microsoft services one i've seen this one a lot too this service can delete your account without prior notice or without a reason i love how one-sided that is could you imagine oh sorry (laughs) like when i write terms of service for some future amazing product i was i would probably be staring at a screen wondering what do i put in this thing but some of these people you know, clearly just out for protection and one side. And I, I get that, but just being able to delete content without prior notice and without a reason, some people build entire businesses on YouTube or Microsoft or, or, you know, and, and they can just come and say, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. That that's pretty freaking scary. It's crazy, crazy. Oh, 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 this is the one I wanted to bring up. Microsoft also has no promise to inform of government requests. So wait, 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 say that one again. No promise to inform of government requests. Microsoft reserves the right at all times to disclose any information as Microsoft deems necessary to satisfy any applicable law, regulation, legal process, or government request. Basically, if they just ask or to edit, refuse, or to post to remove any information and hold apart at Microsoft's discretion. Well, you can bark at the government if you want. You can say, well, we're going to do it at our discretion, but Microsoft has 100% control over us, the end user. And if the government comes in and says, hey, can you tell us a little bit about Bob and what he's been doing lately? You know, they don't have the uh, 
they've, they've told us here that they have no promise to inform us that they're working with the government, even if it's, you know, yeah. has merit or not, right? I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Oh, I definitely don't feel good about it. Is oh. our good friend Slack on here? Yes, it is. No oh, class speaking, yet. Speaking of which, I've been using Teams, Microsoft Teams. Have you been using that at all anywhere? It's very corporate <laughs> Only about a million times a day. <laughs> oh, okay, so you have to use Slack and Teams well, like me? Well, Slack is our rogue entity. Like, oh. it's off the reservation, so it's not official. Not sanctioned by It's not sanctioned or official. Okay. Right. I'm pretty well, sure we already ran the disclaimer, but if not, it would run right here. <laughs> the thoughts and opinions of Bob and Kevin of the Bob and Kevin show are exclusively the thoughts of Bob and Kevin and not the thoughts of their employers. Past, present, and probably not future. <laughs> so I, I tweeted today about how disorienting it is because I've used Slack since like Slack was baby, like 2013. You know, we adopted it really quick. And I'm just used to how they do business. And teams, I'm not sure what's going on. Somebody will send me a message you, and it'll like pop up in three places. Really? Yeah, it shows in your activity. It shows in your chat. Oh, and, you know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so if somebody direct message you in a room, you know, it's just like, uh, what do I click on here? And what's a room? And it's just totally different hierarchy than Slack. Yeah, I feel like they were trying to solve problems that might not actually really exist, um, but that's very Microsoft-esque, so if, in my opinion. if I put on my uh, tinfoil hat, I was wondering if they had to make it different so they didn't get sued by Slack. What do you think? Maybe the terms of service <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something. No, I wouldn't be shocked if they had to add some differentiators instead of it just being a Slack clone. But I do find a lot of similarity between the two. But yeah, the over-notifying, I totally get that confusion. Yeah. Uh, and then half the time, maybe it's just the, the the organization I'm using it through. I'll log in or I'll open Teams and I'll try to send a message and it won't go through. And this, this little tiny sliver at the top says, oh, you're not signed in. But we could, if we could make this font smaller, we would. <laughs> you know, I'm like, come on. <laughs> and so you click this and it automatically signs you. I'm thinking, why don't you just sign me in? When I click freaking teams and then we don't have this problem, but no, apparently I don't know. That Just, is super weird. I'm angry. I, I'm, I'm not liking. Are they using so some other kind of authentication service alongside? Oh, probably it's, it's very corporate. -y. Um, you know, I got to connect to the VPN, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm sure there's something like that at play. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you, do you ever read the Terms of Service, Bob? Never, ever, ever have I read a Terms of Service. Never. From from top to bottom, never. I haven't either. But apparently that's all legally binding, right? Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because there was a recent court case or a recent court decision... It's basically a decision that says just because a bank or somebody like a, a financial services institution sends out a piece of mail, it's not binding. 
just because they said we can change this whenever we want and send it to you and you have to accept it. Well, yeah, it was more of the fact that just because it was sent doesn't mean it's acknowledgement of agreement. Oh, which, gosh, that seems to be, you know, sane and rational, right? Right. But I think for the longest time, the the whole thing was, okay, we've sent this out. We're CYA'd. Here what, you know, here's what happens. Damn it, I can't find it. But it was related to financial services, so not necessarily terms of service, but, you know. All right. Well, so, so would there be anything that would get you to read the terms of service, Bob, if we could have a different user experience? No, because you know what makes me really pissed off is when you actually have to scroll to the end of the box before you can check the, I've read the terms of service. Like, who, oh, we have one of those on one of our sites. <laughs> <laughs> it still doesn't it's mean that CYA, I read it. Totally. Yeah, but it still doesn't mean that I read it. Right. It's just so dumb. No, so, there's nothing. If if they were if they were six to ten sentences long outlining my rights, then possibly I would read one. Yes. But they put it in lawyer terms, right? And this website that we're on puts it in people terms. I don't ever see Facebook going, yeah, we track your shit. And <laughs> I just don't see them being open and honest. Right. So I guess back to the beginning of the conversation, the plugin that you install, because I was just going to complain that like, yeah, it's great that they have it in, you know, six simple steps, but I have to click over to their website, find the company and read it there instead but I guess the plugin shortcuts oh, you know a tiny bit. Well, hold on. Breaking news. I just retried it. I just retried it. And now it shows YouTube as a class D. It's like a pop-up. And it basically has what? <laughs> class D. And it uh, basically shows everything that's on that website, but it overlays it on this website. So that is a decent plugin. Oh, all right. So that does make it seem a little bit more worthwhile. A little bit. Yep. All right, Bob. So terms of service suck. We're, we're basically not going to solve anything today. <clears throat> we're also probably just going to be at the mercy of big tech still. Is there anything that you see that could make the the playing field a little more level between big tech and Joe user. No, actually I think the terms of service on the websites that we have problems with or actually all websites are going to continue to be like that. But I do think even though I was a little skeptical coming into this today, this TOSDR, it's actually a pretty good resource. I mean, if you're interested to know what you've signed away already, <laughs> <laughs> right? The, this will give you, you know, a quick synopsis of, you know, how you've already sold your, the souls of your great, great grandchildren. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's not a solve, but at least it, you can get smarter about what you have already agreed to by visiting a site like this. So I'll give it a little bit more than a half star that I started with. <laughs> yeah, I think it's an interesting read. It's actually quite depressing um, knowing you're right that we've already given up all these rights. And the next website that I sign up for will probably be more of the same. I don't think anyone gets um, 
you know, worse business or less business for having a shitty terms of service? Do you? I mean, have you ever signed up for something going, I'm glad I signed up because they have great terms of service? Well, I think more importantly, have you ever backed out of using a service because you didn't agree with their terms? Um, probably not because I don't know what the terms are, but maybe I do, will now with a little plugin. Well, right, but I think it boils down to need. Like, if you feel like you need to utilize this tool service website, you're going to agree to the terms of service, else you have to find a more ethical alternative, and there just aren't <laughs> that many out there. No, you're right. Like Airbnb, if I need to sign up for something on Airbnb and I don't like their terms, guess what Kevin's going to do? Sign up for Airbnb and, and rent my condo for the weekend, right? Right. Because I'm sure like vacation rentals by owner has the same shitty terms. Of, like, you know, there's just not a, you know, a terms of service ethically supporting company. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it, isn't it fun how we don't incentivize being ethical on big tech? Hmm. It's almost like a theme of a podcast. Yeah, there's just apparently there's there's no reward for good deeds. All right, Bob, we ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I would say uh, be on the lookout for uh, another episode coming your way here in a week or so. And uh, thanks for tuning in. All righty, bye. Hey. Have you ever wondered how you can get in touch with us at The Bob and Kevin Show? Well, first, you can try us via email at comments at bobandkevinshow.com. Or are you more into social? If so, you can find us on Twitter at Bob and Kevin Show. Or on Instagram as Bob N. Kevin Show. That's Bob, the letter N, Kevin Show. And if you're still on Facebook, you can even find us at facebook.com slash Bob and Kevin Show. And for the serious business fans... You can even find us on LinkedIn at linkedin.com slash company slash the dash Bob dash Kevin dash show. How's that for a handle? Let's connect. <laughs>